Welcome back, Juventini, to the Juventini Tab, back to black and white podcast. My name is Daniel Negro, and I'm live from Calgary, Alberta. And today we're going to be getting into a little bit of a different direction from all this transfer nonsense and, you know, journalists and uh, the season starting up. So it's not going to be like a typical season preview, um, but I just wanted to give some respect, meet someone new and uh, showcase some more uh, Juve uh, content and, and, and talent out there and not saying that uh, this guy's probably have ha, has more uh, more followers than I do, but I, I think it's always great to new, meet new people and uh, new Juve fans and and really connect with with the fan base. So uh, that's the name of the game at Juventinita. And um, I think just to start, even to discuss the the new kind of format that we're going to be uh, uh, handling these type of interviews and. Again, the post-game previews, if it's a new guest, we'll kind of have a little section at the beginning. But if we do an interview where um, where it's someone new and, and, and they're a content creator and we want to give them some light, we have this new format now. So guys, stay tuned. Um, it's pretty basic. We're going to get to know the guests through and through. Um, we're going to know how they became a fan, why and how, and uh, really dive into some you know fundamental topics when it comes to Juve being... You know, some millennials, we got a, a lot of new fans. We like to kind of keep them updated. And even if you're younger or older or whatever the case may be, uh, there's always stuff to be uh, sought out and to uh, to learn about the, the history because it's such a bright and vibrant history. So that in, in that section, we're going to get into that. We're going to talk about the new century um, with Juventus and then talk about Calciopoli. And I think it's always important to get into that as well because it take, talks about a darker side but it also is a redemption story in itself and i think uh it's great learning point you know talk about loyalty talk about um uh respect and just perseverance and and coming out of such a situation where you're down and out because everyone thinks you're down and out and look where we are now um then we're going to obviously bring it into the future and obviously the present, and we're going to talk about the current stars. We're going to talk about CR7 and uh, what my guest, which I'm about to announce, Mason of La Vecchia Signora blog. Thank you for coming on the show, and um, it's great to have you. I've very recently, uh, you know, started following your content, and uh, you go everywhere. I mean, if, if you're a fan of written content, guys, this is a, one of the places you can find uh, a way, and, and if you like to read... To me, when I was in when I was in my high school, my university days, um, I hated the content. I hated reading. I hated literature. And I found, as a you know, a little bit older of an ad- adult now, um, when you get to choose what you like to read, you get to read. It helps a lot more. So I've been reading a lot more, and I've definitely checked out your blog, uh, which we'll get into uh, in a little bit. But just again, a warm welcome, Mason. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Daniel. Yeah. Yeah, so let's kind of get break it down into into who you are. Obviously, give us your age. We're going to age you right now and, and where you live. Um, so I'm 23 years old, and I live in Massachusetts, about two hours outside of Boston. So I'm a young American. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Boston, like I said, I was telling you before, huge Bruins fan, sports mm. fan. And, um, yeah, I love the Boston. So anyone that's in New England area, I got I got tons of respect for. Um Obviously, this is a Juve show, so let's get into that. How long have you been a Juventus fan? So that's a, a good story, you I can think. remember. <laughs> yeah. 
no, I mean, that's the thing. I'm a, a more recent fan than I think most people are comfortable admitting. Um, but pre-Ronaldo, uh, definitely. Um, perfect. But perfect. Uh, So, yeah, I went to Italy in 2015. And um, I didn't go to Turin, unfortunately. But I also didn't go to Milan either. So um, <laughs> it kind of evens out. But, um, yeah, I went there for about a month, spent some time there, started getting awareness of Italian football. Um, and then just i think around the end of 2017 into 2018 i just i had been following here and there and then i just all of a sudden had jerseys was watching every game was like oh okay i'm a fan now you know just kind of was very natural um just drawn to uv well it's crazy because usually when it you know in this modern generation and we'll get into that a, a lot of fans don't you know uv is not their first choice essentially is what i'm trying to say uh, you have the Barcelonas, the Madrids, Man U's, Man City, PSG, you name it. Um, so I'm surprised. That's actually surprising to me that, you know, they, you know, did it. So that that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool story to hear. And um, in terms of, you know, your life, right, is was it a trip to Italy basically to, you know, for more of a vacation or is it a heritage? Is it for, do you, do you have a, a lineage in, from Italy? No, I'm actually Irish. Um, okay. But I, uh, I went to Italy. Um, my best friend and I, we just, I mean, we were 18. We were yeah. like, you know, okay, let's go out and see the world. Um, we went there for a month and went to uh, Florence, Rome, Naples, Siena. Um, I remember sitting in Naples uh, at a cafe. And um, I think it was like a Caledui Koulibaly scored this goal. So everyone freaking erupted and i remember this moment of just being like man i really want to be part of that like that yeah. joy that this because i never i mean i i like the patriots but i've never been super big into the nfl or nba and uh just seeing that like lightning strike in naples was like this thing for me of like jesus this is a like a really potent fan base and uh i think that began my sort of love affair with italian football yeah it's something that a lot of people don't get and like I said, it just could take something like that and being, I love how it's more like, it's like you're part of something bigger. And I, I find, you know, as, as humans and as people, you know, that's a really big part of life is, is finding the, uh, finding a way to become part of something bigger. And, you know, for some people, you don't get to do that. Some people you can, um, some people have money, some people don't. So when you, when you can all come together, either rich, poor, you know, of, of any race, of any religion, and you can just all go in kind of one room and just, like, react to something. I think it's beautiful. So it's it's great to hear that. Um, in terms of, you know, watching games, is there any kind of rituals you have? Like, do the, uh, you know, you have to, you know, say 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 a prayer before every game, five Hail Marys, five Our Fathers. Um, <laughs> you know, you have to go in a certain door, close this door. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> Maybe well, not. I mean, it's just <laughs> you love. I mean, know. it's weird because in my time zone, it's like you know most games are like three three p.m. on like a Saturday or something. So it's a very like it's such an odd time for me to just stop in the middle of the day. Right. Um, and uh, for some reason, I always find I'm like drinking a cup of coffee or something. It, it just feels it feels like inappropriate to be like sitting down and watching sports <laughs> at like three p.m. But that's my ritual. Like I eat it's lunch true. and I'm like, oh, UV time. Like hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> And uh, yeah, the occasional like doctor's appointment at work, you know, because uh, yeah, it's a exactly. Wednesday game, a Champions League. <laughs> exactly. Don't say that. Well, it's a good thing this channel, you know, it's, it's not too big yet, so you guys don't have to worry about getting caught. <laughs> so, um, 
but no, that's uh, yeah, fuck, that's so many, so many different times. You know, sometimes you're missing class. Shh, don't tell my parents uh, to go watch games in university. But uh, just yeah, just posting up in the library and on the sixth floor that's supposed to be quiet, and then just erupting off of a goal and just being kicked, then being kicked out, walked out by uh, by someone while everyone's heads looking up. But uh, yeah, no, definitely some good times. Um, so like you said, you're kind of a newer fan, which is, is totally fine, uh, for me. And like I said, it's, uh, I, I, I think when younger fans, you know, say that they think there's some kind of judgment put on them. I mean, I think for yourself, you're kind of immersed into this culture. So it's not like you're just there for the glory hunting, right? Like I find that's kind of a prevalent thing nowadays. And, um, that's great to hear that, you know, you're actually, you know, immersing in the culture, drinking a coffee, watching the games, and that's all we can ask for, right, as, as fans. Um, you know, even as being as early as, as like you said, a, a fan you are, you know, what kind of players did you, you really look up to? I'm guessing it would be, you know, a later generation, right? Um, but there's all, there's so much material out there and, you know, YouTube series and, you know, blogs and whatnot about even the past generation, um, who are some of the players you admired and look up to? Well, I've always been, um, for some reason, just gravitating towards appreciating number 10s. Um, yeah. So, like, Dybala is my favorite player um, right now. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I mean, I missed I missed El Piero. Like, I missed the, you know, I missed all these great players. And so I can watch right. them, you know, and learn about them. And that's great, especially Del Piero. I mean, I, I just missed them, you know. Um, yeah. But to have that connection with somebody like, watching Dybala every week and um, watching his career develop, I think is, is a big part of it for me that, you know, when I think about, okay, 10 years from now, I'll be able to look back on somebody's career and say, okay, I watched them from, you know, the beginning of their prime, you know? And so that's kind of a special thing for me that this generation of players is like my first real, like, Oh, I'm like, watch like Delit, you know, I'm going to watch him for the, you know, hopefully for the rest of his career. Yeah. And, I agree. Uh, it's just so when I think about missing out, you know, I mean, I never got to see Pierre play. It's like, you know, I just try and look on the positives of who, who I'm watching now, who's, you know, who might be, a, you know, look back on as generational talent or, a, you know, a Juve legend even. But also, I mean, I got to see Gigi, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, some people have been just taking the piss lately, um, which is just so weird to me. I mean, you appreciate you seem to appreciate the greatness obviously you know the older guys and the cranky old guys bitching at the young the younger yeah. generation like learn who the uva legends are it's like stuff like that but i mean to me it's it it was a different time and you know for me like i i watch now you know big screen tv whatever led tv um the zone right content is okay i'm guessing for you it's probably espn plus is where you usually watch yeah, you watch yeah. How about a, how about a low, like, is it alone or is, is it in groups or do you go to like a, a fan club or anything like that? Or that's the hard part, man. I am the only Juve fan I know of. I watch all my games alone. <laughs> I don't, I don't get, to, that's kind of why I started the blog, man. I was just like, I got to talk about this. Um, yeah, I got my no, girlfriend that's good. Into, sort of into them. Um, she's, you know, she'll watch games here and there. She did, she did draw up here, uh, a drawing of Del Piero for me though, which was really cool. Nice. Nice. And yeah, it's it's definitely um, it's definitely what I kind of started gravitating towards these different platforms, right? Because you know, you talk to one guy, and then you're like, "Hey, how's it going?" Whatever. 
maybe like I said, I, I started this podcast, you know, just recently um, in May, uh, I believe, or June. And but I've been talking to fans for like uh, a few years now, like since at least 2016, from what I can remember, um, uh, at least in a friendly, you know, I had Farah on uh, a little while ago. And, you know, that was one of the first people I met actually in Torino. And I think it's, you know, it's such a great thing. Like, obviously, now you know someone in Singapore. I know a couple of people in Cyprus. I know some people in, uh, obviously, now from the podcast, all over UK, um, Italy, and, and France, and uh, Norway. Uh, so it's such a great thing. And, and I'm, I'm encouraged. And let's get into, you know, your blog. Um, what kind of things are you looking to, like, obviously, one of them being meeting new people. But, you know, where's kind of your progression? Where do you see the blog in a, in a little bit? Um, are, are, are guests going to be able to write for you? Or what, what do you kind of, what, what's your kind of goal with this, with this blog, so to speak? Yeah, well, um, so I'm very much in the early stages of it. Um, I'm still sort of, like, I'm, I'm coming at it as a writer. That's like, what, that's my interest. That's what I go to school for and stuff. And so it's very much like a research project for me. Um, and yeah, it's about taking... I'm really big on not having any like steadfast opinions. I like exploring things, you know, like, like pros and cons of something like Jekko or something. Um, but yeah, I do want to have guest writers. Um, that's definitely something I've already reached out to a couple people. It's something that's in the works. I really, yeah, I mean, it's, it's for me to, for me to give a platform to other writers um, because there's a lot of people with opinions out there that are just like really eloquent and really intelligent who don't, you know, building a blog and a website is kind of like a good amount of work. And I want to help people who don't have that time, but have right. those opinions and who need to express them. And um, maybe even on Twitter, I'll put something up and people will DM me these like great opinions, agreeing or disagreeing. It's yeah. like, man, why don't you write that? Like, that's, <laughs> that would be great if you shared that on my blog, like come share it. Um, so it's definitely not a solo project right now. It is, but in the future, um, yeah, definitely expanding and just sort of um, as we get into the season, seeing what, you know, match analysis and, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just a space for me to think out loud. I mean, I'm not, not an expert. I just, yeah, you know, I just love talking about it. <laughs> yeah. I feel the same way, uh, with this and that was my goal. You know, I got the bug. Al got, Al got me into this, uh, a little while ago and, and I, and I caught the bug and I'm like, Oh, why did you do this? Now I might have to actually do something permanently. And I just kept talking. I was busy with work, busy with work. I want to do it, want to do it. And yeah, same thing. It's just like, it's, it's, it's my mouthpiece. I can, I can say what I want. Like I said, you can curse on here. It doesn't matter. Um, I just want to hear different opinions and, you know, I can, uh, you know, when you're face to face with someone, you're looking someone in the eyes and, and even if let's say you're on like extreme points, I, I think there's something about this for me that, you know, it brings two people together and it brings you closer together and, I don't know. Maybe there's assholes. I haven't had anyone on like that where we've really got into it uh, at that level uh, to be like pissed off and actually like not like each other. But um, yeah, it's 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 awesome to hear that. And guys, check check out the channel. And um, I mean, there's great sections. Like I agree, I checked out that Jekyll piece, um, and I love what you had to say and kind of his, his uh, you know his accolades and. And, and what your thoughts on that are, obviously, transfer ratings, you, you talk a lot about Mercado Madness. Uh, you've had a couple of those on there, as well as even the memorable goals uh, piece. So 
there's lots of content you're doing out there. And like I said, the, the, the sky's the limit. Um, and yeah, I just, I wish you well with that. And uh, we'll, Thank you, we'll, Thank you. We'll, we'll keep an eye. And like I said, um, definitely going to be shouting out. I, I have mad respect for people who, who do this kind of work. Um, which is kind of funny with all the with all the drama that's been going on lately. You'd think, oh, you're probably just a hater, right, right, guys? But no, like for me, and I've said this always, there's room for everybody in in this space. Um, and I, again, mad respect for anyone who either puts on a camera, puts it on paper, puts it on in digital form, uh, because it's not easy. Um, we have busy lives, you know. We have work, we have school, university, you know, kids. Uh, spouses, whatever. Um, and this is kind of our, our little getaway, uh, so to speak, uh, from life and just enjoying it. Like I said, meeting new people. Um, so guys, yeah, just keep checking us out. Like I said, you got a new place to go to if you want to, if, if you want written content. And, you know, for me, we've been doing this. I, I think, you know, everybody, even to this day, um, I think we're going to get close to a hundred, almost a hundred views on a couple of videos now, which is just, insane to me how it just blew up in the last week but um that's just so cool and uh yeah we'll definitely keep an eye uh on on your content but um in terms of you know heartbreak and i want to get into a little bit of a negative space right now because with this club there's been i would say more than a handful of opportunities that have, you know, either letdowns or, you know, devastation, final losses. And I know you said you're from, you started really, you could say in 2015. Um, give us one of your moments that really, you know, kind of brought you down a level, but you, it almost, when it happens with Juve, I notice it, it solidifies your, your belief in the club almost like it, it's a shitty moment, but, you know, this is our club. Um, I'm guessing some of the, the, the finals that had, that had happened after those two years, unfortunately yeah. <laughs> you had to get in right at those moments. But, uh, I mean, I wish for all of our sakes that they would have been W's, but, um, yeah, just kind of, kind of, uh, you know, give it to us, give us your opinion on like uh, a moment that, you know, kind of took you down a level with UV. You know, it's weird. If you had any, I'm I mean, who knows, like... maybe you're, maybe you're, Maybe you're a purely, you know, which I've seen people purely uh, positive about everything, which I'm shocked, but hey. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> I mean, if you can do it and pull it off, that's great for you. That is great for you. But anyways, let's hear your piece, my friend, Mason. Yeah, I'm thinking like Champions League, but I just can't. This whole season has been continual heartbreak for me. And I think that one Preach. one game where it's like, okay, it could have gone the other way. Um, especially losing to Real Madrid. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that at all. I mean, um but yeah, I think yeah, I mean I just think the continual beating of the season was the worst. I mean, just every week tuning in and trying to be optimistic. And some I mean sometimes there was so much happening that was good, but I think this season was a low point for me personally. I think um there were some times when I was really frustrated with the play. Sometimes I was really frustrated with the management. Um, I saw a lot of really unfortunate talk going around on social media at some points. Um, yeah, I think there was a, there, I actually almost started my blog earlier this year and I took a break from uh, online 
like talking about UV because I was just so like just incensed by what I was seeing. And um, so I think a low point would have probably been right before the lockdown this year. I'm just feeling like, damn, like, sorry, it's not working out. This was not yeah. a wasted year because I think there's going to be a lot to learn from this. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, when sorry we came in, I was really excited. Um, and I look back now and I'm like, Oh, what a naive fool. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, other than that, yeah, the champions league, uh, 2017, 18 comes to mind. Um, 2016, 17 also. Um, and, you know, I, I relate heavily with that because and talking about breaks and, and just for everybody out there, I, I think it's key for all of us to, you know, take a step back from social media because, you know, sometimes you have bus stops. Sometimes it's just really emotional. There's been times where, you know, we get knocked out and you're just really pissed off. You say some stupid things and, uh, you know, it's just time. Like that was me in Allegri's last season. Um, and, and I have to, I relate with you so much because it was just so much fighting on Twitter, man. Like literally every game and, you know, like you be, there was polarizing characters. And I think even, I still think it's a little bit even worse than last season. Um, and then kind of the backlash of the Allegri out and the Allegri in and him finally or getting canned and you know, being on the right side of that, if, I mean, unfortunately to say I was on the right side of that, but, um, it was just, it was nuts. And like, that's why people, like people were surprised. They're like, Daniel, why are you so positive at the beginning? Right. Why you kind of like, and I wasn't really into it. Like I went on, on all you a couple times and I was kind of seemed a little bit flustered at that point. Um, I wasn't really coherent, like with my thoughts and I was kind of like, yeah, no, let's support the guy, whatever. Because it was just like coming off a break of like all this massive just drama fighting this, that, and not even having a channel at that point, but feeling, you know, fans calling other fans out. You're not a Juve fan. You're not a true fan. This, this, that, and the other thing. And I just had to take a break, which was nice. And then I came back. I think I missed like really the first four weeks of uh, Sadi's uh, season. Oh, so and, did he. Well, yeah. It's yeah, like the pneumonia. <laughs> literally just like i just kind of was like it was like do i really want to get into this like i'm this invested and then i did a couple podcasts and i was just like not sounding great but yeah i know i definitely think it's time for you know lots of us even just to to go on a break and that's why even like i've said in the last couple weeks uh i've gone on like holidays or even just i know we can't really go on holidays now but uh just to different places in canada kind of around my area and um just relaxing and taking your mind off of off of this because we like you know there's been a lot of content put out so and now i'm kind of back into it this week and i'm just slinging i'm gunslinging so um <laughs> we'll we'll see how long that goes before i burn so um but guys thank you guys for supporting um thank you for staying with us if you're still watching and uh let us on the note in the comments uh let us know in the comments if you're if you're if you made it to this point i hope you did because it's been a pretty uh, pretty awesome conversation so far. And uh, just another little shout-out, which I forgot to do. Obviously, uh, Striped Hearts Apparel, um, I got on right now the Marquisia shirt. I'm not sure what's left of, of the old collection, but, you know, uh, Trezeguet and, and Nedved uh, uh, drops coming up. Like, definitely check that out. And uh, I think even myself, I'm definitely going to be looking into it, guys. There's some ideas I have. I know you've talked about some things uh, with me before the podcast. 
So yeah, just keep on uh, showing showing the love, showing the support to all of us. We're we're working really hard. We got careers. We got like I said, a whole bunch of stuff going on. Um, and we just wanna, I just wanna make you guys proud. Try and put out the best content I can, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, uh, get some follows, get some retweets, get some good conversations, and meet some new people. And that's really all it's about. And. Uh, uh, I, I hope you are really enjoying it. Like I said, I, I, I've tried to kept, keep that like drama to the side. Uh, I think we're, we're moved past that now and we're going to get into some interesting things. Uh, talking about the 95-96 season. Uh, new series that I have ongoing uh, that we'll get into a little bit later. And uh, talking about a, a new kind of topic. Uh, we'll get into the kind of the life of a millennial. Now, anecdotes are my favorite way to talk about Juve. Um we get into stories of me going on my first trip, celebrating. Actually, just recently, and I, I think I screwed up my one of my uh, ring or my ring finger on my left hand because I was watching a hockey game, and um, it just was not going our way. Obviously, the Bruins are out of the playoffs, but I slammed my hands down on the table, and I'm pretty sure I fucked up one of my fingers. So that just shows. If I'm ever on La Panquina, guys, just take it with a grain of salt. You might see some. Some uh, some a crazy uh, crazy Italian just freaking out. But um, for you in in, in your life now um, and in your social circle, do you find that you're kind of like you said you're the only Juve fan there? But do you do you hang out with a lot of uh, other Calcio fans or uh, like uh, football fans in general, uh, whether that be you know Premier League or La Liga or or whatever? Well, yeah, I mean I've you know especially recently I've noticed that. Um... You know, well, I mean, we can get into that later about Ronaldo, but um, <laughs> I, have, I have noticed that a lot more people are becoming more aware of Italian football. And um, yeah, I mean, I have friends who are into it. I mean, still a lot of people are just into FIFA, but if that's their, you know, knowledge of football, it's still better than nothing. But um, yeah, there, there are people around me who are aware um Especially, they know Ronaldo, um, and they know Messi, and they know, you know, yeah. um, a lot of them have heard of Juve, but I think, yeah, a lot of Premier League fans in my area, and a lot of uh, La Liga fans, um, and PSG. I mean, PSG yeah. hits are everywhere. <laughs> a lot of yeah. them hits. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, because, you know, we talk about Club and Brian, and I, wanna, I don't want to speak too much about that yet, but, yeah, it's like... When people when people say yeah we're trying to break into markets and I think U.S. is a perfect market because they got the population and um, with uh, you know people still not knowing who they are I mean that kind of you you kind of put into question uh, the decision to make this brand but um, you know obviously Juve's got a ton of icons and I find we don't really build off of of of, of those presences obviously because of sour relationships that have happened. Obviously, Pirlo's back as a coach. I think that's huge in terms of brand recognition and, um, you know, identity and uh, being able to uh, put a name to a face. I mean, uh, there's a lot, you know, with winning 2000, 2006 with Italy, um, I think it'd be pretty easy to see uh, how eclectic and how, uh, you know, uh, suave of a figure Pirlo is. But um, in terms of yourself, you know, what kind of impacts, I know you said, Obviously, you just missed those. I mean, don't feel too bad about missing Del Piero. I mean, I watched him for for so many years, but unfortunately, I was never ever to watch it. Was never able to watch him live, which 
I kind of kick myself to this day uh, to, and I mean, hopefully I'll get to meet the guy uh, at some point, but you know, obviously there's so much content, you know, how, how, how are those like UV icons with, uh, like you said, Buffon and even Marquisio, Chiellini, um, the loyal six that, that, that stayed with us and, and, you know, lots of other legends um, down from Zoff to Sherea to Cabrini. Uh, Rossi and um, how does that kind of impact you and 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 really uh, make you feel about this club well you know that's kind of the, the beautiful thing about it is like I mean, Pirlo and Del Piero they're only in their 40s right you know um, yeah. I mean Pirlo was playing when I was like 18 right. 17 still so it's like you know these past legends that it's it's like um now, I remember when I was a kid, I was so surprised that Michael Jordan was so young still because you think yeah. of them as being like from, you know, yonder years Different and stuff. Time, um, yeah. yeah, but it's like these guys are still around and they're still, you know, I mean, I see Del Piero on Sky Sports sometimes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, they're so that it's kind of like this knowing that this legacy is so fresh makes it accessible. And especially, yeah, 2006. I mean, that's not that I, I was I was still in 10 years old then. But um, yeah, I just watched the documentary about um the history of the Italian national team. And um, yeah, and I talked about the 2006 team and um, just knowing the history of those guys carrying through through the Serie B years. And um, I mean, having Buffon still in the squad um, kind of gives it a potency because it's like, okay, there's still this, I'm like on the, the tail end of this era of really great players. And, um, yeah. but they feel like they're, that mentality that they instilled is still there. We're still on that the ninth run hopefully the tenth you know so the effect of that mentality that they brought and that um commitment and loyalty is still very much there and then i see that in players like dibala or you know tech i mean he you know he was second string to buffon for so long and he's i mean he's amazing it's like that that willingness to be there and that love for the club is really strong still and i think that yeah people like pirlo and del piero and uh i can't pronounce his name um you know the uh, and chiellini and buffon um that kind of cemented that uh, style of thinking about the club that was what drew me to it in the first place, that determination and always the underdog mentality. I mean, that's the thing that really brought me to them was watching, you know, Dybala uh, score that brace against Barca and um, when they had Suarez, Neymar, Messi. I mean, that's like the trident of death. Yeah. And uh, on their whatever seventh Scudetto, and it's like, Jesus Christ, they're playing like a team with something to prove still. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, that, that mentality is what really, I think, was stood out to me at first. Well, see, that's crazy you say that. And actually, you're making my job really easy as an interviewer <laughs> because, you know, we look at a next kind of generation. Like, um, we have those 90s years where uh, we were a, a, a dominant team, three finals in a row. Obviously, we only won the one in, in, in 96, but 95-96. And... To me, some strong memories about that is just even, you know, Juve is a team that it's going to make it a tough way. It's going to make it a tough game anyways. You're going to be on your seat. Your heart's going to be in your uh, stomach, you're in your throat, and you're just not going to know what's going to happen. And even how, the way that, that final went, we took the lead with Ravinelli. Um, I'm not sure uh, how much you know or have watched of, of, of that, that final game against Ajax, uh, which took place in Rome, but... 
you know, Ravinelli scores the first goal. One of those just kind of goes around the goalie really close to the touchline and just somehow curls it in, goes past the keeper and somehow curls that in. Um, and then we get Ajax tying it up. Now you look at penalties and I mean, I don't know, that's kind of my worst nightmare. Uh, so thankfully I was really yeah. young, um, but penalties in a final just, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's something else. And, you know, UV always makes it hard, but to win that and such a special moment and, you know, kind of even growing up and then actually even appreciating even more um, because you see the results that year, then the next two years, even just going to two, five, three finals, that's, that's really difficult. So um, it was a really dominant team. And I, I think, like you said, it, it, this green tie and this underdog mentality almost seems like it's inexistent now and that we've gotten to a point where it's almost like the winning has gotten to our heads in a sense we've taken for granted everything that we really you know the identity the the passion the pride of this club of being an underdog and going into going up against teams that are you know maybe worth five six ten times more than 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 us and way better than us on paper and making a difference, playing a tough game, and, and even getting results against those teams. So uh, what do you think really has been the loss? Why do you think it's been so, you know, such a change? Obviously, you look at even the generation before Calciopoli happened, and they well, they well, uh, they were well-equipped with that mentality. I mean, team that went to the final in 03, unfortunately, loses to Milan in penalties. And... You know that team definitely had 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 the the will, and then you go and you go right before that um, late '90s and and early '90s. I would say those teams were all equipped with the Juve identity. The first about maybe five six years of Juve, the tr- the steam was still moving. Obviously, being that you know we were sent out to Serie B unjustly um, by that team that we all like to hate. And well, oh, I guess some UV fans like them. <laughs> yeah, but, no, but we won't, we won't, we won't, we won't, bring, we won't bring that up in this uh, in this one because I don't want to talk about that drama. But um, there was enough on the video that we just released uh, with Anto, with Anto. So, but um, you know, what do you think? What do you, what's your take on that? What do you, what what this loss of Grinta, this loss of identity? Yeah, well, it's so. I think. It has to be thrown in the backdrop of the larger scope of Italian football is just changing. I mean, we look at, like, when I think about this upcoming season, you know, I think AC Milan is looking really good. I think yeah. Inter has put a lot of money into their squad. I think they're looking pretty good, too. And, uh, I mean, I don't think they're going to, I think they'll be number two still. But um, I think this, like, almost changing of the guards has been happening where we've been. Right mismanaging our transfers like the i mean everybody has this take so it's not unique but the free transfers that we sign with a lot of money on bonuses and we give them huge contracts um i think has really caused a lot of complacency in the squad overall right um and like i love gonzalo Higuain. um i think he's phenomenal i think he gets a lot of flack but you know for example this season i mean he was he was all right but he wasn't he, he didn't have that hunger that somebody like i mean ronaldo had that hunger dibala had the hunger sometimes alexandro um, and I think it's just this combination of 
poor choice of signings, poor choice of contract making, uh, managerial issues. Um, you know, sorry was the wrong choice. And I think on a lot of the fans, I think there's become this expectation or la- not expectation because I, I think everybody should expect that we should do our best to win. But I think this um, uh, lack of appreciation for the, uh, the other teams, I mean, um, Italy has one of the most competitive leagues right now. I mean, there's no excuse about it. Um, that is true. Yeah, and that's that's something that makes me happy. You know, I mean, as much as I'm never happy to see Inter succeed in any way, and didn't want them to win the Europa League. Um, Atalanta being in the Champions League was amazing. I mean, they were phenomenal, um, and that just is, looks good on us. And I mean, to hear Juve fans sometimes dismiss um, the Scudetto as a cakewalk. It's just not. And this year, it's going to be tough. Last year, it was tough. I mean, we grinded it out in the end, but by one point. Um, and I think it's just this combination of apathy in the, manage- uh, the managers, apathy within the squad. And, um, and I'm, not, I'm not dissing any fan who expects to win the Scudetto because I, I want that too, you know. But um, I think if we're going to do 10 years, that's a long time. I think people might be able to forget what happened. Um, and I wasn't even around for the Serie B days. I know what, you know, yeah. that, that was forced on us. That was um, an attack on the club. And uh, that can't be forgotten, you know, and that mentality of, uh, people out to get us needs to remain, you know, fresh in our memories. Um, if we're going to make it to 10, then hopefully 15, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well said. Um, and again, making my job really easy. Um, when can you really remember, you know, speaking of, uh, this, this foe, um, that has seemed to been improving, but you know, when can you remember really when that, that hate, that vitriol solidified, uh, to Merda, um, and like, when did you really feel the rivalry? If you can remember uh, a moment or even, a, you know, a certain game, I don't know, maybe it was social media. Maybe it was just dealing with their shit fans uh, every, <laughs> day in and day out. But, um, so, I mean, that, that alone can get you up, running up a wall uh, most days. But, um, you know, was there, was there any games or in particular, you know, uh, moments that, you know, really solidified that hate and, I don't know, maybe it was even looking back at, at Calciopoli, which we'll talk, obviously, in the next segment. But, um, yeah, what are, you, what are your thoughts on Intermerda? Well, yeah, I mean, learning about Calciopoli, um, but not having experienced it firsthand, was kind of like um, it's kind of like reading a crime novel or something. It was like, no way. That actually happened? Like, holy shit, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think my, uh, my appreciation for the disdain for Inter... Um, I don't know, this past season, I remember watching us play Inter, and I was in an airport. I was traveling for work, and I was just so angry, <laughs> you know, to be on a plane for whatever seven hours. And I just remember watching that game and just being like, "Oh my god, I just want to crush these guys! Like these fans are horrible. <laughs> the mentality is horrible." <laughs> and uh, you know, just hearing the stuff they say about um, our players, it's like, "Oh, you know, I mean, there. I'm sure there are a lot of great Inter fans out there, uh, but I have yet to meet one." Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, me neither. Saying these awful things about our teams, and uh, I know some people from Milan who I've met, and uh, <laughs> it's a great story to embarrass myself. Um, this was like when I first, like, was first, first getting into Juve. I talked to somebody from Milan about. I was like, "Oh, great, you're into you know Italian football. Me too. I, you know, I've just been watching a lot of Juve." And it was like my first couple of weeks watching it. I had no idea about the rivalry and they just yeah. looked at me like I was the dumbest person they'd ever met. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, really? 
that's great. Like, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, like, oh, this, okay, you picked those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You stupid American. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, that's, what the, that's the, probably the first thought. They're like, cazzo americano, that's what they're probably Yeah, yeah what's the Italian word for plastic? Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple words they could have used, but, uh, oh, man, it's, yeah, it's definitely a love, uh, you know, love on our side hate on their side i mean it's literally um you know there's tons of rivalries around the world and uh it's just the just those guys it's just that those colors the you know those fucking ladri like to literally win in in uh to win like uh you know and i would before i always was, would say uh scudetto di cartone which is of cardboard right and just literally just like cardboard scudetti that they they stole from us and you know you talk about what you kind of thought like how unbelievable the story was you know kind of before let's say you became a fan or you you were part of the club but um so that's kind of what your initial perspective and you know when we look at the fall and rise and you know you really got to give it to the the guys who stayed because it really at that point in the summer obviously uh, the World Cup just starts up. Uh, Italy goes on to win, which is a great story in itself. And then everybody gets back, and it's like, okay, well, now we got to pick up the pieces, and players are going left and right, and they're going to Barca, or they're going to Real Madrid, or they're going here, they're going there. Well, we get a bunch of, you know, about six guys and, you know, some younger players that uh, maybe don't get considered as as well when you look at you know Chiellini really stepping into his own when it when it came into Serie B and Marchisio as well. Um, but you know what are your thoughts on guys on players who said you know what fuck it let's go bring this club we know what this club means this club means so much to us the fans mean so much to us. Uh, what does it mean to you to to have a story like this? And I hope one day it gets covered in 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 in, in prime time, not just for us fans, but um, I, I I hope there's the the light of day, you know, really comes to to show, you know, what certain players have to go deal deal with, and you know, being in a criminal investigation. I don't know if you remember, but you know, in some of the proceedings, even Del Piero was brought to the witness stand. Um, some of the biggest names, I believe Buffon as well, um, some other stars as well. So, because they didn't know how far and how deep it was, but you know, you, then you, then you start reading, you, you, you have your own kind of intelligence, you have your own, you know, skepticism of what's going on and you start reading, you know, proceedings and documents. Um, and then you're like, you know what, this is actually just, this has turned into something more than what it actually was. And now today's all this clickbait kind of uh you know headlines and and it's funny back then what people believed but a lot of the chatter you know when you when before we went on this this magical run of of nine wins in a row a lot of the times when you got in the dms or even in like the the messages with certain people it's like oh well you guys are cheats you guys are cheats that's the first thing people would say because they don't yeah, do their I, mean, I still see that all the yeah. time the pen- penalty buying off the refs well, exactly. Watch right? the games. Like it's like most of the calls don't even go in our favor. <laughs> exactly. It's like I, I wish we could use that as an excuse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But well, I mean, guys, so... it's just yeah. I mean, it's like knowing how yeah. 
you have to imagine that for them, they really understood at that moment what it was like to feel that persecution, you know? Yeah. And because um, that's really what it was. I mean, it was just like, I hate the term witch hunt, but I mean, it was an attack. And for somebody like Del Piero or Buffon, it's like for them to stick around and succeed so greatly for such a long time, just to me shows that they took that personally and they felt under a microscope from that. And they felt that their morality as players was called in the question and their morality as a club. And as you know, the fans they represented was called in the question and is still called in the question, you know, 14 years later. And that's just, um, I mean, that's just, it feels like this great crime that we'll never get justice for, uh, you know, wasn't that the truth, but, um, I think it just speaks to what's happening now and, you know, the foundation, you know, you look at what happened and kind of where we are now and potentially winning a 10th Scudetto, Inter now winning, Merda now winning a trophy in, what is it? I don't know if anyone's been keeping 3, track of that account. 3,000, yeah. <laughs> I mean, nine years without a trophy. I mean, that is, in terms of embarrassing, that takes the cake to a whole nother level. So, I mean, really, that's the foundation, I think, of of this potential, and that's what I'm looking forward to. I mean, who knows what we're going to expect um, this year. Uh, I definitely think we should push for that 10th. If, if that's all it's going to be, um, to get a 10, I think that is unbelievable. And I think down the line, people are going to say, holy shit, what an achievement. If, let's say, this would be our last Scudetto we win, or, or maybe we win more, maybe we don't, but... Um, you know what's gone on so far is going to be under. It's to me, I've understated it a little bit, and you know, at some point, I'm going to look back, and even at the end of this year, I look back and I say, "Wow, nine Scudetti, that's that's unbelievable." Um, and you know, again, speaking of you know insults and this coming back, and I I think it just builds kind of a bond between all of the fans as well. And I was going to ask you how you kind of coped with with the incident, and I I think. A lot of like the older fans, you know, are more. I mean, they they've been through a little bit more in the in, in the trenches with with Merda fans, uh, you know, being called this that cheaters that. But um, does it make you proud that we've? Because I'm sure we've we lost some fans at that point. Um, we were a pretty big club in Europe, not the biggest at all, but we were definitely a, a giant, and you know. What kind of pride do you have in this team knowing that we persevered through all this nonsense and uh, now we're finally, you know, where we belong? Well, I have a lot of, um, whenever I talk to a fan who was there for that, especially somebody who was young and just really starting out uh, loving football then, I have a lot of respect uh, because I think that there's a lot of people who really just like to win and uh, that's okay. I mean, that's, some people want to watch sports to win. Um, like when Ronaldo came to us and then we got so many more, like on the Reddit page, I think it like doubled in subscribers. And so there yeah. are some glory hunters and that's okay. But um, whenever I talk to a fan who sat through that and stuck by, it makes me proud or, you know, makes me just have a lot of respect for them because it is, I mean, it's like, if something like that happened today, I mean, I, I know I would stick around. I don't, I don't want you just to win, you know? Um, but um, yeah, just knowing that people, sat through that time it's in the band in their club it's just uh yeah i mean not every club boasts well, maybe in the hundreds a couple of years you know of something like Barca, they go through that but um not every club recently has gone through something as much of a you know sea changes that and uh 
to have fans who are young now who remember that time it's like you know, i have a lot of props for them for sticking through it and uh i think it was well worth the you know hanging on with uve because they've uh, proven their worth uh for you know nine years in a row now yeah and i mean it's almost justification uh that any that none of that even really matters but you know it's funny you said some you know some talking about other clubs and the only reason it hasn't happened to other clubs is because they get favorable favorable de- decisions from the uh, court of arbitration of sports. So yeah. that's why that's why no one has, and really in Italians in general. And um, I know you're I, I know like you said you're Irish, but you know once you become one of us, you're one of us through and through. So and I mean the Irish flag, Italian flag. I mean it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> yeah, same colors. Yeah, you swap one color, you're pretty much one of us. So. Uh, you got that same fiery passion, I, th- I think, of uh, you know, even in New York and the you know the 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 immigrants that came over and just the you know the experiences they had, the Irish and even the Italians and uh, the the fighting and the crime and all that stuff. And you know, you took out the gangster movies, but that aside, um, I, I think you know what, like I said, once you become part of us, it's it's something that you know that sticks with you, and 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 it's. I've said this multiple times and, you know, people probably won't believe me and they'll say, oh, you're just doing it for shock value and whatnot. But at the end of the day, if, if Juve were to go, you know, unbeaten in, or not win a Champions League for the next whatever till I die, it wouldn't mean a thing. Um, and that's why now we'll get into, you know, the modern J, the brand, this business that everyone keeps talking about and, you know, Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just, it's me being dumb and, and that football is gone, that old, old school way of thinking and, and, you know, way of playing the game and, you know, the, what's the word, the, the parity among all the teams and you see different teams, you know, Parma winning the UEFA Cup, Lazio winning the UEFA Cup, Scudetto, different teams in Spain winning, different teams in England winning, um, FA Cups are like actually legit and like different squads win and stuff like that. But so, like I said, for me, it's about the fans. It's meeting different people. It's meeting, you know, having, you know, and then they come, you bring in the messy factor too. Right. And, you know, people were like, yeah, I want messy. And I'm just like, but is it the same? Like, sure. I mean, maybe I would celebrate, but it's like, there's building something there's, you know, buying into a, you know, a team and, you know, building something that that's your own. And I, like I said, maybe it's old school and maybe that's dying and maybe it's just, this is the new world we're in and money's the only thing that matters. And like you said, it's different with the newer players, right? You look at, um, some players like Pogba left because he, he wanted really to get his brand, uh, expanded and you have you know the Mbappe's all, all over everything like you said before uh, now he's going to be on FIFA and you know the shoes the kicks uh, footwear sponsorship deals so um, Dybala was someone that I actually you know and I think that's why a lot of people don't understand um, you know and these Ronaldo fans don't understand you know why we get so defensive is because you see someone who really cares for where they are you know, maybe doesn't, you know, obviously we're going to pay him what his due is. I mean, I hope so. But I think we see someone who kind of is acting like a, a new age bandera, a bandera, excuse me. And it's like, it's something like in the new age, but is reminds us of the past, you know, it's nostalgic. And so that's why I think there was a lot of defense and, 
you know, he's a young player. He's a very talented player. And, you know, what are your thoughts on these these new stars, this new mentality? I mean, I hope you really signed Dybala because it's been like a year and a half and I keep going on about this, but uh, it seems like it never the deal's never going to get done. Yeah, I mean, it's it's I just this summer I was like, all right, so this is going to be an every year thing where we're, he's going to be linked to, you know, the Premier League. Um, and that's fine. I just kind of gave up. I was like, yeah, he's not leaving, um, which I mean, he totally could. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that I had a kind of controversial opinion at first that I might, I don't know, when I think more about it, I'm like, maybe I'm wrong. But I heard he was asking for 15 million. And yeah, um, well, <laughs> <laughs> the news is the news. <laughs> yeah. I think I have a feeling it might be more like 12 or something. Um, but, you know, but it's a part of me that's just like, just give it to him, man. Like, Jesus. I mean, watching him this year. Oh, I agree. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was like that guy is in it. Like he is giving 120%. And to see, you know, him next to Ronaldo, who I mean, is obviously the hardest working footballer alive right now. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's like build the club around him. You know, I mean, he could be. He could be a potential. I think he's got rooms to grow as a great leader. I think um, I know he's had some like personal issues in the past, but he seems like he's really maturing on the pitch. Um, yeah. He's kind of he's kind of just settling into this role of like dictating the pace, and I think that's a quality in a player that I mean, intelligence is kind of priceless. And um, if we have players like Iguain, you know, on a six million dollar a year contract, I would definitely say, okay, Dybala could. You know, ten is all right for him, but um, right. Yeah, I definitely, I, uh, I would be really sad to see him go. Um, and that whole Messi thing, you know, just a side note: when Messi was leaving I, or thinking about leaving Barca, I just had this giant wave of relief uh, wash over me because I was thinking about when Ronaldo leaves. It's like, I mean, we're not dependent on him. We're not. He's not so essential to our identity that. Um, it's going to feel like, oh my God, who are we when he leaves? You know, because we have players like Dybala who we can look towards. It's like, that is the future of Juve. You know, Delic, that's the future of Juve. Um, yeah. And uh, that's just really refreshing for me to have. You know, obviously we have the senior players, but we also have these young. Well, Dybala is not really young anymore. He's like 26 or something. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> young at heart. And uh, yeah, Demiral is going to be great. Um, Kulisevsky is going to be great, hopefully. Yeah, I was going to say, what are you trying to say? I'm old? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> You're Just in your kidding, prime guys. football Just, career. Yeah, ex- exactly. I'm in my prime podcasting years. Yeah. My prime podcasting years. So, um, yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. And, I mean, I don't want to, like, I hate to offend these these fans, like these CR7 fans, because, I mean, I think a lot of them mean well. And, you know, some are, it, some it's through heritage, right? Like, you're Portuguese. And, like, obviously, that's going to be your idol. You know, for me, Italians, like, we've had, you know, not to say that Portugal hasn't had legends in, in, in their history. They have. But, I mean, this is kind of the up-and-coming. This is it's just who the main man is right now for them. So, whereas Italians, you know, there was a lot in, in, the, in the 90s and, you know, 80s, 70s, you know, uh, early 2000s. There was a lot of legends that, that, that we could attach onto that were obviously of different clubs. So, Maybe that's just thinking my mentality, but you know, you you got to look. We got past Del Piero, who's the, the the legend of all legends. Um, we had to go through Marquisio the way it did. We had to go through uh, even Buffon leaving temporarily, which killed me. Um, and that whole discussion on social media, and then 
you know, to somehow think like this guy is is the end all be all. And to me, it was a mistake in the club. Um, I know a lot of people say if that deal comes, you take it. I just think it was a little too premature. We tried to jump the gun in the sense. I think there has been an impact. I think also there's definitely going to be an impact when he goes. Um, just because of, you know, like you said, there's there's fans that, you know, solely cheer for players. And that's your opinion. I mean, I like to give it to them on, on social media as much as I can. But, you know, when, they, when they're chatting nonsense, like thinking of, uh, of, of dealing a prime player like Dybala to somehow be accepting of 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 a trophy to enhance Ronaldo's legacy sure it would enhance enhance Juve's but what happens after the party's done that's my line okay whenever when when you turn the lights on in the morning and the party's over what is there left for us and I mean they don't give a shit at the end of the day because he goes off into the sunset or he goes on to MLS or China or wherever whatever's gonna happen Man U or PSG whatever the hell it is and they don't give a shit. They just jump to an next team where really, what do we have? We'll have Delict, who's going to be a little bit older. Uh, Dybala's gone. And then who are you really building around in attack? Then, you know, that's a big risk to take. So just to win one, I think I've always been the, the under the, the mindset of, of building a team and building your way to a championship. And then once you get there, you keep staying at that level by, you know, making smart decisions. And bringing in key pieces that maybe you're lacking in, right? Um, and that's just really my mentality. Um, but, you know, you look at this brand and there's been so many discussions. And, you know, I did this whole, I, I, I've started a new series. And we talk about, you know, was even changing the logo uh, as simple as as that? Was that the right decision at the time? You know, we go... We come out of a Champions League final. Obviously, it was announced, I believe, in January, so we wouldn't have known. But they said, okay, we're going to change. This is the new logo. We go to a final. We lose. Now this is going to be on the shirt. And like you said, I've talked to I've talked to many people around the world. And is it really getting through? Like, is it is it too early? Is it safe to say that does a soccer badge really have the same, you know, push when there's so many? You know, a lot of people bring in the, the Yankees logo as an argument but i have this to say as well i mean there's only what 30 baseball teams in the mlb let's say approximately that's it really for the world i mean there's baseball in japan and south korea dominican republic but there's only really 30 teams that people say they know somewhat well and and, you know pushed by celebrities rappers whoever uh, famous people Cultural football teams, soccer teams, whatever you call it, there's thousands around the world, all with a different identity, all with a different following. So to think now, it's like if there was a million different cell phone companies and then trying to be like, oh, I'm going to make my own. The reason why Apple works, the reason why certain automotive, one, it's because it's consumer goods, but two, the reason it works is because you have... uh, you have the market in your hand, essentially. There's really own maybe Huawei, uh, Apple, Samsung, you know, some of the smaller companies that have kind of died. But the market share is really with the big three or four companies. I wouldn't say Juve is, has even come close to cracking the big five, six big teams in the world in terms of fans, 
in terms of revenue from merch and you know and then also presence around the world we haven't got to that level yet so yes you're trying to aspire to but what i've seen the growth and yes sure social media you could say oh that's that's jumped up you got to take that with a grain of salt everybody again like i said it's uh it's all going to be based off of revenue i mean clicks don't mean squat uh, unless uh you know they're buying stuff or contributing or whatever the case may be if they're just here for the for a quick ride really you could have a billion followers and it mean nothing and if you get if you got a billion subs on youtube and you're getting 20 views a video i mean what does that tell you it means nothing right it's essentially nothing so um give me your thoughts um i know it's a it, it's a huge topic and I still have about like four videos to do, three videos to do on different kind of perspectives and 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 pieces to the puzzle. Um, but what do you think about this whole brand? And especially after the UCL failures, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's another key thing that we can talk about after. But Well, it's like who, you know, who are we aspiring to be like as a club, you know? When I think about brands that are successful, I think about PSG. I mean, I think that's the most successful brand. And um, do we want to be PSG? I don't think so. I mean, I think PSG is a great club. Um, I think they did great things in the Champions League. I really was surprised by them, honestly. Um, but what happened is they fell apart because they were... And I mean, like, through and through, they're a great squad. I mean, they're fantastic. Yeah. Um, but up top, uh, two great players, Neymar and Mbappe, who were resting on their individual laurels. I mean, you saw Neymar, and um, he wanted to do it all. And I yeah. think that that is a mentality that's born out of being too big of a club. And I think that we're entering into this environment. Like, you know, the five substitutions thing. Like, that might be here to stay. And you know who that's going to screw over? Small clubs without squad depth. Yeah, and so it's just like this gap is like furthering and furthering, and so on one hand, I understand like Juve's desire to be like, okay, now we're like the modern club. We are, you know, the two Js instead of the old badge. And the old badge was so cool; there was no need to get. I mean, I understand it, but um, it's like okay, so we're we're dressing the part now, but we're not. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, we're making cool clothes and, you know, controversial kits that are, like, kind of reminiscent of streetwear. And that's, like, great and everything. I mean, but I really would rather invest all that attention into, like, building better squad depth and maybe thinking about better contracts. And it's just, like, we're doing the, like, cosmetic overlift or overhaul. And um, it just feels like that's not the time. I mean, you look at a club like Barcelona. I mean, Barcelona is like one of the, the most recognizable um, aesthetic kits yeah. in the world. And like, uh, you know, I think a lot of that uh, recently is like messy. Um, but I mean, he came up through La Mesa. He didn't, he wasn't this like big name player that they bought. I think like the, the effort of buying Ronaldo and updating the club and making the kits like non-traditional, it's just like playing dress up like this hyper-modern club with all this money. And we're not that, or, you yeah. know, we don't have all this money. We don't have that. I mean, as much as like Dybala is great, Dybala is not like top three in the world. And I don't think he ever will be. He might be top 50. Um, I think he's amazing in his role, but I mean, we're not going to get that lightning strike crowd from a young 
superstar. And uh, it just, yeah, it just feels like we're dressing up as something we're not. And it's like, do, do, would we even want to be that thing if we could be? Would we want to be PSG just funneling in a ton of money for a squad that's like on paper is amazing, but doesn't have this identity that it needs to go forward? And you look at PSG at their best, which was probably this year. And still, it just kind of fell apart because there's this mentality of just like, we're a brand, we're an engine, we're this club of individual talents. And uh, I don't know, I just don't see it going in a positive way. And I hope that, uh, I think Pirlo will be honestly a great return to the traditional Juve. Um, I think the three at the back even, just small stuff like that. It's like connecting with the roots of what they're doing. And like, yeah, if they want to overhaul the look and the attitude while it's going on, like, totally fine but uh just focus on the football and make sure the football is good and make sure the squad is good um yeah i just i, I get what they were doing and I, I you made some fantastic points uh mason and it's just the logo doesn't do it for me like i don't see it as recognizable um if you don't know juve you don't know juve you know if you go into a store and you put three of the top jerseys real barca Juve with the new logo. Maybe with the old logo, you might get a hit, some hits. They're going to say, who's this club? What is this, a referee's jersey? That's what everyone would always say. Why are you wearing a ref's jersey? Like, I mean, it's... you got to be recognizable. you got to have something commercial. Like I said, a, a consumer product that ever, that's really in, 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 in touch with the whole world. And, you know, it should have started with just branching out, pushing more in Asia, pushing more in North America, really like pushing uh, as much as you can and then build and keep build a solid foundation to then switch into something maybe more modernized. I mean, PSG is a money making machine that literally have the perfect people. So if you want to do that, go to PSG. Uh, hijack whoever their media people are their you know their business consult like their business group because they know you know what's in what i found with uv is we have a bunch of like mid to late 40 year olds uh, as our executives and they're trying to play they're like you said they're trying to dress up as like young hip people when they're really not like uh we look at that palace deal or that kit, and it's like, this was not a Juve idea. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. it's not a Juve idea. If the club comes, I would be shocked um, if they even knew what Palace was before they fucking launched that. And it just pisses me off because you look at PSG and they're doing it so well with Jordan. You know, Calgary is not a big city. And I, I mentioned this in the last video, but just to reiterate, you know, Calgary's not a huge, it's worth about, I think, 1.4 million right now. In the House of Hoops, they had the PSG Jordan collab in a city. You know, I would say in Canada, football culture is the most played because it's the cheapest, easily accessible for most families. Um, obviously, we have a lot of Im- uh, country built of, built from immigration, you know, people from around the world. And so it resonates with a lot of people. And like I said, it's easy, easy access and, and cheaper than hockey, let's say, which is probably the top sport if not uh you know a, a close second now with basketball is probably catching up because of the raptors success but um you look at it and seeing like actual psg merch because you know sneaker culture is now resonating with a lot of people and 
you know, PSG jumped on that and their logo is almost pretty much, you know, it fits perfectly with Jordan. Unbelievable collaboration. And I just don't think Juve's in that mindset. Now, if that's the case, then I said, well, then really we're not prepared to go in this direction of a brand because they don't know what direction to go. If you want to target young people, you got to look at the mindset of someone who's 18, 17, 16, whatever, 12 to like 22, let's say. And those are really the fans that you're trying to bring in. Well, one palace drop is not going to do, yeah, sure, they do limited edition drops, but who do you think is going on after those limited edition drops? Obviously, people who want to make try and make money off of us, you bastards. And two, it's the hardcore fans that want to buy whatever, a locker room jersey or um, a jersey in, in, in Chinese uh, font or in Arabic or uh, whatever came out. The la- Gigi's uh, you know, limited edition jersey, his last jersey, the one that was in black. So those are those drops are more hitting at the you know, the old guys like uh, like me, you know, they're not really coming for the, the youth. You know, maybe the Palace was one. They just released an Ultra Boost now after four years. I mean, it's with, with all the other kind of in this gimmick of like all the other, like we're in, we're in lumped in with all the other clubs kind of. Uh, so it's, it, again, it's, it's not perspective. Uh, it, it wasn't really done the correct way. Um, I think they could have easily modernized that logo. Like I say, I'll say it again, kind of made it a little bit more. I've seen a lot of, uh, you know, great edits of, of what it could have been around that time. And I think we've, we've definitely, we've missed the mark in my opinion. Um, and yeah, I think at some point I hope they realize that and kind of like go back. I don't know if maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'll just keep pushing this, but um, I just I I don't see it at the same level. Yeah, they needed to make the um, the new badge. Uh, I think that they should have just reworked the old badge and just modernized yeah. that and kept the Juventus brand because. So, I think the Palace thing was all right. Like aesthetically, it was an okay jersey. Oh, um, I liked it. I like. I it. think that the the camo kit is gonna be like huge, and I, I think I think personally I don't really like it, but I think that a lot of people are really into it, and I think that when people are gonna buy that um, or see it just as like a piece of streetwear because it is aesthetically pleasing, um, not having the name Juventus on it is such a huge loss yep. of an opportunity, and uh, all they needed was to just keep the name there, so people go, oh Juventus, what's that? Um, and they search into it, but um, I mean, I don't know. I think that, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but Ronaldo has done some stuff, at least to even the keel. I mean, I see, man, I see at the mall, I see little kids with Ronaldo Juve jerseys. I'm like, oh Jesus! Like, well, there you I go. I think there were any Juve fans near me, and it's like this, like eight-year-old kid. And I want to be like Sue, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to talk to a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's um. I, I just think it was, like I said, even with the name, like that was a pr- another perfect point. Um, I think it was just too early. Um, we get into a moment where you still need that recognition. You know, the name says it all. And, you know, uh, I think in terms of that, I, I think there's a long way to go. I think there's a lot of directions we could go in that, that would turn this around. But I just think uh, in, a, in like maybe 10 years, uh, they'll probably... They'll, they'll go back to something. I mean, you look at Barcelona, how they freaked out. 
I mean, I don't know if you remember a few years ago, I believe it was a few years ago, they were just going to take the name out or they kind of refresh the logo a little bit and just no, like an emphatic no, which was like changed within a week. It was brought back within a week. I think Man U had some similar backlash. They kind of wanted to make it more round, a more rounded look. If you picture the Man U logo in your head. Um, and again, like within days, just slated hard by the fan, the hardcore fans. And obviously they got more fans than we do. So um, there was more, you know, they had a little bit more leverage than than what the uh, the Juve fans have. But um, so it's like, you know what? I mean, so say that marketing worked this year for, you know, say there was like 100,000 people in New York who saw the Juve jerseys and made that connection. And then they go watch Juve. It's like we weren't playing exciting football this year. I mean, I don't think. Yeah. I think I, it's like that, that disconnect of like, okay, so on one end, we're really galvanizing and like, okay, we're going to put this marketing scheme out there. We're going to do the Palace deal. But it just feels like that that uh, energy is just not there on the, the end of the club. It's like there's wow. this disconnect, you know. And look at, look at what they've done social media-wise. Thanking clubs that they shouldn't be thanking. Not acknowledging certain certain moments of racism and and, and bigotry, um, and and recognizing certain events in the world, some people passing away, not even saying a thing, but then thanking Liverpool for winning for celebrating or saying congratulations to Liverpool for winning the Champions League, or or uh, you know Bayern for winning the Champions League. You look at the hashtags when we win, just cringe, like really just cringy, like. Keep it Italian. Like, um, we kind of talked about this on the first video, and I had to cut a little bit. But, um, you know, someone dear to me said that, you know, you got it. One, you got to explain the J. What does the J even mean, really? And two, just bring it into the Italian kind of realm. Like, if yeah. you make it Campione or Glorioso or, or whatever the case may be, there's been so many good names, Setto Bello, whatever. You can literally, you know, hashtag that and people will understand because they get it. Like, wonderful is not pulling anyone in. <laughs> like, I don't care. It's not, it's not how, a very poetic word, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, wonderful. It's like, oh, now we're going to start getting a million fans come in because of that hashtag. Like, that's not what it's about. It's about celebrating a season. And you look at, you know, some of the moments in history, and I'm sure you're aware because you've been around this time when they put these videos of, come back let's get let's time to come back and uv fans are just like shut the hell up with this cringe ass video that literally everyone's like you're embarrassing you're embarrassing us as fans we're embarrassed of you as a club because you're putting the shit out on social media so i i think we need to consolidate the direction um uh, you made some some great points uh mason and I just want to kind of wrap it up there and 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 pose this question, you know, what would it mean, you know, if this year we won basically it all um, under Pirlo and, you know, who, who was with us when we started uh, this adventure, this streak. Um, but what would it mean if, you know, this was finally the year we pulled off a treble or maybe even a double uh, with the Champions League win and, and a Scudetto number 10? I think it would indicate so so much about the way the game is going to be from now on. I think that there's this larger philosophy that's at in question here. Of, okay, so we tried. Sorry, we tried the guy who's 
trying to mold the players to a system. And now we're going for Pirlo. And it's like, how much trust are we going to put in the players' intelligence? How much trust are we going to put in pragmatism? Yeah. And I think that if this year, Champions League, everything, Scudetto, Supercoppa, um, Coppa Italia, I think it would just reinforce this notion that um, the future of the game is just working with the players and that the players have evolved to this point of just being so uh, intelligent on the pitch and so intuitive and able to work together um, that it's just about grabbing them and focusing them and inspiring them. And I think that that honestly is, I mean, maybe not the Champions League this year, but I think that Pirlo is going to do something special because I think our team, even though it's hard sometimes to watch them last season, um, are full of phenomenal players. I mean, I think we have some really intelligence. Um, and I think that giving trust over to the players to do what they do best and to read the game and to work in the way that they can work and just to act as like a heavy hand to guide them towards determination and sort of confidence, I think, is hopefully the right direction. And if once that win comes of the Champions League or just a better more seamless season than the past season. I think it kind of lends, lends to the idea that that's going to be the future. And I really do believe that. I think pragmatic um, coaching and I think coaches with less philosophical ideas and more uh, intuitive ideas about how to play the game are going to be the future. I think that's like Zidane is a perfect example of that. Just like a, a presence, you know, somebody that they yeah. respect, somebody that they know knows the game. And Pirlo, I mean, he's like, his football intelligence is like, I mean, legendary. And right. um, I think when you put him in a group like Ronaldo, Dybala, Lusevsky, um, I mean, even some of the new guys like Weston McKennie, like, I mean, we don't know what this guy's capable of, but like under Pirlo, it's like he might become the, the best player he ever could become because of that trust that Pirlo is going to give him because of right. that knowledge of how to play the game. Not this is how we work up the pitch, but this is how we express football. You know, I think that that when the win comes, it's going to be the validation of the new age of, uh, moving away from Tiki Taka, moving away from, uh, you know, really stylistic football and just moving towards getting the job done, you know, the Bayern, Bayern style, right. you know. Right. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And I think that's a great point. And, you know, with the, with the future, I mean, there's so much that can happen from now until, you know, uh, something really uh, meteoric happens with, with, with the landscape of football, but, you know, even COVID's going to affect us so much over the next few years. And um, we just got to do the best we can. And like I said, be smart and, and hopefully, uh, you know, make the right moves at the right time. I think that's what Juve has been lacking. Um, we got to kind of have to get in a little bit of, a, we're kind of in a sort out period, which is unfortunate with Ronaldo. I mean, that's just the way it is. Um, and we got to work through that. And if it ends without a Champions League, so be it. Um, again, that was uh, an experiment to see if to get us to where we need to be and pushing us forward. But uh, you know, onwards and upwards, and like we always say, fino alla fine, right uh, until the end. And for me, I hope that's a really long time. And you know, I think uh, for me, it's it comes down to just supporting the club in a, in a in a way that you know is conducive to that behavior. I mean, that's what I think. I mean, to me, there's there's no point in, in really kissing ass when you know there's a hat. Like, 
when I know I've half-assed something at work or in life or whatever the case may be, I know it, right? Like, I'm not afraid to. And I, I think we've gotten to a point where you've, like I said, taken for granted the moment that we're in and it's gotten a little bit to our heads and we've gotten a little bit uh, exposed for that. And that's why we're in the place we are now. But for the future, I think there's bright things to come. Um, bright young players we've invested in. And um, I, th- I think if we keep doing that and just like you said, finding ways to win, I think we'll be a successful club. And uh, I don't doubt, uh, you know, sometimes I'll get into it about management and Agnelli. And I mean, I think he's done wonderful, but there's also mistakes that we need to look in the mirror. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can do that and, you know, get this monkey off of our back. And really that's, that I think is going to be the, the pinnacle moment and uh, we're all going to look back and say, shit, it was a hell of a journey, but, you know, finally we're here, and, and we'll enjoy, and we'll celebrate and party, and then we'll get back to work like we usually do as a club. So, guys, it's, uh, you know, such a wonderful time to be a football fan. Like I said, it's uh, so much content going out there, and I, I appreciate you coming on, Mason, and, and obviously telling us about yourself and telling us about your channel and, um, you know, just putting good content and good spirits, good conversation like we've had for the past little while. And, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Thanks for the plug and everything. And, uh, yeah, it's been great. Oh, no worries. It was my pleasure. And, um, again, any other content creators that I haven't met, let's link up. Um, I'm sure you do the same with Mason as well. If you guys got some collab, let's do some collaborations. I extend it. To everybody out there who who wants to, and um, like even for yourself, Mason, if you know you feel pissed off one game and you really want to come on, just let me know and we'll get you on here, buddy. But um, yeah, guys, I mean, again, like I said, it's at it's at Vecchia Signora blog on uh, Twitter or yeah, uh, Vecchia Signora blog Twitter um, VecchiaSignora.org dot org guys there it is and you know for me i've been telling you guys enough at juventini.dal twitter instagram as well as itunes spotify podbean uh, soundcloud google podcast and a whole bunch of other smaller ones that somehow get mine from being on podbean so uh, and if there's anything else any other room uh, or any other uh, platform that you guys want me to you know put some time into uh, and getting that approved, then yeah, let me know. Um, I'll definitely work that out for you guys as well as the, uh, the different, uh, you know, topics and even edits. Like I said, we've been going hard in the, in the paint with uh, the different kinds of edits we've been dropping. If you guys want a particular player, please let me know. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, like them, share them. Uh, use them as backgrounds, whatever you guys want. They're all for your uh, for your entertainment and for uh, to kind of bring a little bit of the past uh, or even the present to life. And uh, it's been a pretty cool journey with uh, my buddy BW Circle. So uh, that's been awesome. Um, definitely, like I said, check out all UV casts like that. And um, yeah, guys, thank you so much for the support. It's been awesome. Again. I'm, I, being able to interact on Twitter allows me to have these opportunities with great fans like yourself, Mason, and and others. We're going to have another great uh, new kind of channel beginning at UV Daily underscore daily. That's going to be next kind of a similar interview to what we had now, and we'll get to know uh, him or her and um, 
kind of chat about what they want to they want to do with their YouTube channel. So definitely check them out uh, before we uh, before we have our interview on Friday or tomorrow, excuse me. And um, yeah, guys, uh, I think we're just gonna wrap it up here. And as always, fino alla fine, forza Juventus. Ciao, guys. <laughs>